it, it's the second day by the way on this ship um you guys are i think five days into your in debt so you still have nine days to get back to Zagradash and return your money what's below us right now girl's gonna kind of look down yeah do i see any structures any like roll perception uh, oh, Nat 20. I the- called it. So you see something move in the sand. At first, you may think it's like a sand crackler, but from how high you are, you can tell that this thing that's moving under the ground, it's a lot bigger than what a sand crackler is. Alex comes over to your side, Earl. I'm sorry about earlier. Um, You know, that, that was kind of uncalled for. Uh, what, what you looking at, though? Hey, Alex. Um are you familiar with creatures by any point for me i you know i'm only i'm only very associated with like small little critters associated with like you know being a folk hero and all i don't know that much about creatures but um that thing down there and i point uh that kind of looks a little bigger than a sand clackler and it seems like it's tailing us uh do you know what that is by any chance uh, he looks down and he sees the silhouette kind of uh, burrowing in the sand. It's not exactly following you. It, it seems like it's going in like a random kind of uh, direction. But he says, oh, that that's, oh, yeah. If you're ever on the ground <laughs> um, in the desert and you see that this, it's a sand dial. Um, think of a very large crocodile that likes to swim through the sand. Um, it's a lot scarier than a sand crackler. And if you ever run into those things, the best thing to do is just get the fuck out of there. Here's here's another thing I, I wonder, Alex. Is there any way we could fish that thing out of the sand on top of with the airship? Do you guys have any have a, like, you know, cannons or maybe harpoons? You know, instead of like harpooning another ship, perhaps we could harpoon the ground, put some bait on it, and reel this bad boy in. Yeah. You know, have a feast for a lifetime. Well, like I said, a sandal is nothing to mess with. We, as a whole ship, wouldn't want to mess with a single sandal. So, um, yeah, we're not going to go fishing for sandals today. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to sit here and just look at it and kind of just see if I can understand the behavior of this species. And I, I pull out my notebook, but instead of going to the front end of the notebook, I go to the back end oh. of the notebook and look down and start writing some notes. And I'll be like, thank you. Well, this is, since I'm on my first time on my journey, this is gonna be a perfect time to start maybe documenting some species. And maybe I gain a little bit of information about their weaknesses and stuff, you know? It could be handy dandy. And I start, I, I start looking at the sand dial, and I start looking at it. I'm gonna start jotting some notes about it, see if I can see unusual behaviors, and take, see if I can take some advantages of it if I ever encounter this thing All later right, in my um, fight. Do a uh, what's it called survival check. Let's go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a nat twenty, and then a natural one. Yeah, no, you, you don't recognize anything out of like peculiar other than that. like it's it's just a dumb animal well that's what you're um inferring at least from like spending an hour watching this thing i write i write ugly stupid love real gray i i ripped up the paper out of my notebook because i'm not able to get anything crumple it up and throw it out and so, i just stand there and just watch it for the rest of the rest of the half day okay um so the night comes around and everyone does their nightly routines and goes to bed Next morning comes around, and clear blue skies, uh, Victor says, it looks like we should be making some pretty good progress. Where is your dragon friend, Meg? 
I point up. And he looks up and he's like, "Could you call her, please? I don't, I don't know her." Hey, Freya. Um, and then you see like these wings slowly unfurl. She's clearly just waking up. She flaps, you know, her wings and she comes down to you. So Freya, or I mean, I don't know if I can talk to you, but where is your home? I, I don't know. I don't ex- know exactly where we are going. And then Freya says to you, Meg, um, my, my home is about three, four days uh, to like the northeast kind of direction. It, it, it's going to probably add like another three, four days to your trip. Well, so that would that be doubled? So um, normally you would have gotten there um, at the seven day mark into your budget. But because of this or no, at the eight day mark. Um, because of this, like it's been extended an extra three days, so uh, you would get there by the eleventh day. So you would still have three more days to pay off your debt. So the victor says, "I am not in any rush to get to Zagardash." How many days journey is it there? It's about like a three days journey. So yeah, we're just gonna like go through them pretty quickly though. But it's a three day journey. I'll like relay that to what's uh hunky captain's name? I don't remember. Hector. Victor. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's he's whatever this world's version of Eastern European is. <laughs> okay, hey, I pr- I'll let him know what the kind of like loose coordinates are and like a vague timeline. Okay. And he says <laughs> well, he says, Okay. <laughs> okay. He, okay. Uh that shouldn't be a problem at all. And then he looks over to the quarter deck where, uh, you know, the navigator is and he said, sends some hand signals over to him. It's like, turn around. We're going to go northeast for a couple of days. And then uh, so- copy the hand signals. She wants to learn them. <laughs> Do an intelligence check. Oh, I don't know how smart she is. <laughs> She's got plus one. Three. You are so goddamn confused. You're a child trying to learn advanced sign language, basically. Can I roll performance to pretend that I know what I'm doing? Yes. Not That's bad. Not cr- we will have to work on that, Meg. No, don't, but yeah. it's fine, because you promised to help us with our um, metal work anyway, so you'll be here for a while. It's Excuse me, Victor? Yes? I have a question. Do you guys have any like games we could play on this ship? You know, you know, you know. There's a game I I typically play when I'm bored. It, it involves a little stick, and there's like a little like puck that it's about like this big. It's a little round spherical thing, and we have little numbers on the ground, and you you kind of shuffle it across across the area, and you get to a certain amount of points on the other side. Um, we call it shuffleboard. Do you want to set this up for us? I, I, I haven't heard of this game before. Uh, and I, and ironic have not played Shuffle. You know, I you know I've never I've never actually played the game myself. I just know that in a lot of ships they offer shuffleboard. Hector pulls a shuffleboard stick out of his bag and the pucks, and he's got like his pen all ready to go. Yeah, man, shuffleboard's a great way to pass the time. All right, Hector. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'll play a I couple love games. I'll play a couple games. What do you want to like? Maybe get some crew. Give me get some crew out of this, and then maybe and and I, I turn to Hector. The kitchen and here's uh sh- anyone uh, here's shuffleboard. I I pull I pull the bucket. Hey bucket boys, come over here for a second, and I pull them over. Hey guys, I just had this brilliant idea. How about it? Sounds like no one really knows how the game shuffleboard works. Perhaps we can make some wagers and we can make some money. What are your we- thoughts about that? 
Didn't we already take a shit ton of money from that pyramid? Shh, that's not, not the point. Look, look, this is a ship and there's a lot of fancy stuff around here. You know, ye, adventurers are like ourselves. We're, we're doing a lot of free labor. It's time that we really get our, our fair deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I've been helping out in the kitchen. I haven't been paid for it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of BS, right? To our destination for free. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> this is a shop. Fucking mantle. only. Get out of here. Hector, do you think you could you could you could win this game? How how often do you play? What's your what's your what's your um? Where are you on in a leaderboard? Where are you in, in your standings of of shuffleboard? Uh, my my shuffleboard Katie's like a seventeen and a half. Okay, out of what? How how many losses? I don't know what that means. Okay, 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 okay. So it sounds like we're we're in a good position. So what should we wager? Um. I've got, I am a, not wagering my bucket hat. So just to um, just to go over this, you guys robbed a historic, like a national site, like a historic site, and now you're and now you're trying to hustle the army. Who's helping oh, us? Can I, hey Rhonda, can I kind of like eye out the crew to see if I could see very and like anyone that's like very impulsive, anyone who is maybe pro, maybe has like a gambling problem. Oh yeah, for sure. Can I? Um, in the corner, right next to one of the like the very end cannons, uh, you can see kind of a a slimmer kind of figure. He's uh, hunched over. You can tell he's probably kind of drunk. Yeah, he, he looks a little shifty. Okay, let's. I think we can. We can probably bypass, you know, really going after the whole ship of, as an entity. And Victor, Victor's a good friend of ours. I don't think anything would be an issue. But that guy over there, I think we can we can get we can get something from that guy. All right, Hector, do you wanna do you wanna call that guy over over here and see if we can make a little wager with him? I got it. Hector um, breaks from the huddle, walks over towards the uh, the drunk dude in the corner, and he puts a, an arm around him. And he's like, "Hey, man, want to play a game?" Okay. Okay. Oh, well, you can win some money. Money? You know, I can buy some more booze with money. Yeah, sure. You ever hear of shuffleboard? Huh? No. Don't worry. I'll teach you how to play. Okay. So easy. And uh, I walk him towards the middle of the deck where. I think Earl Grey and um, <laughs> are putting together a shuffleboard sort of like they're like painting the ground, but it looks nothing like shuffleboard. None yeah, of us exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. What do you do exactly? Um, I hand him a the the stick and I put the puck down in front of him and tell him, "All right, man. The goal of the game is to get the puck into the uh, onto the board with the stick." Get the uh, puck on the on the board. This is on the what? Yeah, you see the the, the boys over there. They're and I wave. They're they're drawing up the playing field. You just got to get this puck into the playing field using the stick. And I, I point. I, I'm like trying to do visual cues for this drunk man. So I'm like like emphasis is on like pointing at at like the ground or like in the the, the specific area which uh, we drew. And he says, okay, can you show me how to do it first? Uh, I don't want to get this. Yeah, sure. And then Hector um, takes the shuffleboard stick and he kind of like hits the puck like uh, like hockey. Mm-hmm. He kind of just smacks it and puts it into like the, uh, the different area, like the marked off area that the boys have been drawing. 
Roll a, um, a dexterity uh, check. Love it. Ten. Very, very, very average. Yeah, I mean, you get it in. It's nothing flashy, you know. Your form was a bit off and everything, but you you get it in. Uh, I use minor illusion to make it emulate uh, and make a sound of a goal sound. This <laughs> looks easy enough. Uh, okay, let me try. And since he's drunk, he's gonna have disadvantage. Uh, okay, uh, he gets it in. Actually, he does it a little bit better than you, John. Um, Hector, you're really good at this game. I think you you want to put some money on it. I mean, that was pretty easy. Sure. How much are we thinking? How much you got on you? I've got a silver piece. Does yeah. he have a, I'm gonna do a perception check to see if he has like any like very like wealthy items or like maybe like a wealthy like sword or anything on him. Yeah, sure. Oh well, here's my second nat one of the day. I can't see anything. Yeah. So okay. I was like, oh, we chose the wrong guy. He has yeah. nothing. He looks absolutely broke. Actually, man, I mean, you, you've done such a good job with your first uh, your first shuffleboard throw. I think I think you need this more than me. And I hand him a silver piece. So you reach in uh, to take out a silver piece, and the bag does feel just a little bit lighter. After giving him the silver piece, uh, you do some investigation and look through your bag, and you kind of notice that you're missing about five gold pieces in there. Hector notices that, but he thinks he just spent them, so it's whatever. And then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just walk over and just kind of just figure out where Meg is. She seems kind of lonely. Hey, Meg, you seem like you've been by yourself. What have you been up to? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because there was like a boys' huddle. I heard something about a boys' huddle spread through the shit. You know, B- boys, B O I S, not P O I S. Seems a little sexist. Boys support boys, okay? Yeah, you have your huddles with, uh, what's her name? It, why can't we have our own Naz. huddles with Naz? Yeah, why can't we, we have, have our own huddles? We what the heck are you talking about? Any opportunity you take. Hector joins us, anyone could join us. We don't call them girl huddles. They're not exclusive. <laughs> All right, so we got to keep track of whatever anyone has a sexist ass huddle. We're calling them out from now on. <laughs> Um, I think that Meg was probably working out like the the ship itinerary and like the travel path with uh, Victor. He was probably just saying okay a lot um, while Meg was asking questions. I think Meg was probably asking a lot of questions about like the like nautical stuff with like how they're getting to like this cave. It feels like we're on a cruise now. He says, Meg, uh, do you and your friends have a map of Selmar? I don't think so. And then he guides you over to like the navigator's quarters, um, and he's not there at the moment. He's uh, manning the the ship. Victor leads you into the navigation quarters, and on this desk, it, or, like this big desk, is this huge map, and it's a giant map of the Silmar Empire. And he says, "I have a little small version of this um, right here," and he takes out um, like this small scroll, and he says, "If you want it, you can have it. I, I have it plenty." Oh my god, I would love it. It's so cute. The map? Yeah, it's little. It's like the little baby one, the big one. Oh. <laughs> it's a place called Pisces? Ah, uh, Pisces, yeah. I wonder what Zodiac sign Meg would be. Probably a Leo. 
I 100% think Leo. <laughs> Another thing you guys probably haven't known, I mean, you guys, I mean, new characters know this, but um, the sun sets in the, uh, in the south in this world, so it travels from north to south instead of east to west. Weird. Weird. Okay, great. So you guys go through a day of, um, you know, looking over the map and everything, navigation. Um, the boys try to hustle a homeless person or a very poor person, but instead, donate some money. Yeah, so the day goes by pretty smooth. The night rolls around. Igar, you are out on the main deck, and Mabel, the half-orc first mate, uh, she comes up to you, and she leans up against the railing of the ship, and she says, So, Igar, it seems like we are the only half-orcs on this ship. I haven't seen another one of my kind in a very long time. Are you from Silmar? Oh, yeah, I'm from the poor area there. <laughs> Where in Silmar are you from? I'm from, uh, I used to live in a sh- little shack with my family. Oh, you have, you have a family? Where are they now? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah, let's, um, let's talk about, uh, you, do you like to skateboard? I'm assuming something happened to them. We don't have to talk about them if you don't want to. So you said you're from the poorer parts of the, of Silmar? Uh, I mean, I couldn't afford anything. What did you do to get by? Uh, there was one point I was doing some uh, bounty hunting gigs, and you know, uh, just here and there, I just uh, cooked and yeah, made ends meet. Hmm. And where did your adventures lead you? Where I mean, it seems like Earl. He says he's a hero. Are you? I'm nothing like that. I'm nothing special like Earl, or Hector, or Meg. I'm just your ordinary half work. You know, Igor, you remind me of most of the people of this country. Poor? It's sad to say, but yes. Tell me, what what do you think about this nation? As someone who wasn't really helped out a lot to get by, um, I don't really have much of an opinion on this nation. You know, I have a personal belief that everyone should help each other, you know, but... It seems like not everyone's followed by those rules. I couldn't agree with you more, Igor. You know, we fight for people like you. People around this whole nation exactly like you. And let me tell you, I I love this country. We have fought through so much and ended racism which is a huge thing that's still going on in other countries. But just like any other part of the world, there's always something wrong. There, the distribution of wealth in this country is depressing. You are a perfect example. And there are plenty of other people living down there. And she points down to the desert below you. Living in, in the desert, fighting to survive, working hard every day and barely getting by, while there are many wealthy people in the main cities of Silmar, Pisces, Zagardash, it's infuriating. No, we, we, and then she, she stops herself from saying anything else. And um, she says, I'm sorry, I, I was ranting. Um, 
Oh, don't worry. I'm a little rancher myself. <laughs> and she chuckles and she says, good night, Igor. And she uh, goes to bed. So next morning comes around. Um, Hector, roll a random encounter. I got you, bro. 12. Okay. Um, the day goes by pretty un- uneventful. Another, you know, safe day through the desert, and you make some good progress, and you're headed towards... You're headed toward Freya's cave. Once again, everyone does their no- usual nightly routines and goes to sleep. Um, Earl... When you fall asleep, you come back to consciousness in a void space. Um, It's pitch black in every direction, but about 15 feet in front of you is the beginning of an infinitely long reflective pool made of obsidian. You move forward and you look into the reflection of the pool. You see your pale face start staring right back at you. The black veins just barely peeking out above your shirt collar. Suddenly, there's a pair of glowing yellow eyes behind you, and you can see it in the reflection. As your eyes adjust to the darkness, you can make out a large, burly silhouette standing, towering behind you. You turn around, and there in front of you, where that burly figure was, stands a slender humanoid um, with scarlet skin, hair like spider silk, glossy and white, reaching just above his shoulders. He has two horns growing backward around his ears and back forward, kind of like ram horns. And he's wearing a red tuxedo matching his skin perfectly. And he says, Hello. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that is so much better. (laughs) It is nice to meet you finally in person, Igar. Or Earl, sorry. (laughs) I am Oscar, your friendly bodily demon. Well, pleasure to meet you, Oscar. And what might I say? You look fabulous in that suit. Is that silk red or is that devil red? Why, thank you, darling. Yes, it is devil red. <laughs> so, Earl, do you have any questions for me? I mean, this I haven't done this in yeah, very long. Yeah, so I have a couple questions for you. First of all, if I pull off, I pull down the shirt, what the hell is this? Uh, second of all, uh, what is this you exactly wanted me to do? And three, this doesn't seem like very much an equivalent exchange kind of thing. What? What are you talking about? Earl, with me in you, you are so much better than what you were before, darling. Uh, uh, Give me an example of that because I I was locked up in a prison for about uh, 24 hours because and I told you I could kill everyone on that ship if you wanted me to. And well, that's said, not oh. what we, that's not really Earl Grey's style, you know? That sounds like a you problem, Earl. But, you know, with me and your body making you so much better, I, <laughs> your parents will obviously be proud of you. So I clearly kept my side of the deal. Uh, here's the question. What exactly do I gain from you being in my body? Like, do I get any, like, powers? All I know is that I look very much undead. Um, and I have this black little vein coming out of my body. Do I get any cool abilities like like fire clap, maybe like possession or something? Like, I mean, do I get any cool devil powers? 
Like, I, you know, I read a lot of storybooks about devils in my time when I was a kid. So I'm just assuming that, you know, I get some cool powers. Oh, oh, Earl, I think you 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 have a little bit of a misunderstanding going on here, Earl. Um, I am not a devil. Ah, devils were made to fight me and kill me. And they haven't done it yet, Earl. <laughs> they won't ever do that. So what the hell are you? <laughs> oh, you can call me Oscar for now, Errol. We haven't gotten to that stage yet. Uh, I'm kind of a little worried about that. Oh, Earl, you have nothing to worry about. As long as you don't die, you will always be under control. Now, granted, I can kill you at any moment if I wanted to. Remember, I am the reason why you're still alive, Earl. Honey, listen. Okay, I am the best thing to ever happen to you. So and, what happens if I die? And that's the thing. I don't want to be bored. I want you to have as much fun as possible. So if I die, do you die? If you if you die, I get to live. But that's, you know, that's too easy. There are a couple of things that need to get done. Now, I will eventually need you to die. That is my half of the bargain, or that is your half that you have to keep up. You will need to die eventually. Okay, not now. Like I said, I I I like your whole spiel, your shtick. Okay, your, how all your friends don't really seem to understand you. I kind of like that whole thing. Okay, uh, you seem like a fun guy. I'm gonna keep watching you, but just promise me one thing: just don't die yet. Okay, just don't die yet. Now, it is inevitable. You are you will eventually die, darling. Um, you see, now that I am in you, my minions will be drawn towards you. It, it was very hard for me to break the barrier and come into your world and enter your body by itself. My, my minions can barely get through themselves. But whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you just say minions? Yeah. So, what are your minions? Are they like, are they like kind of like your servants? So, if they see me, will they be cool with me? Or well, how does that work? Well. And he um, snaps his fingers for a quick second, and the darkness fades away, and you are surrounded by a army of skeletons and monsters. And he says, these are my friends. These are my minions, and you'll be meeting some of them pretty soon. Now, uh, my minions, they will be drawn towards you to release me. Now, what that means, they're going to try to kill you, Earl, and uh, there's nothing really I can do about that, unfortunately. But yeah, just try to stay alive and keep having fun. Uh, so what do you think one of those minions are going to get to me? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They'll find you eventually, though. Don't worry. They always do. They always find my vessels. Oh, great. This is not. Oh, by the way, who was that mummy? Why were you sealed in that sarcophagus thing, by the way? Oh, <laughs> See, now this is one of the fun things I love, I love about your world. There's so much shit going on. I, I that honestly, that was just a coincidence. Perfect happenstance. Actually, again, I saved your life. Uh, that mummy lord, I ate him. So he was very yummy. But you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff anymore because now you are one of us, Earl. You are undead and you cannot die. Or in... A certain way of the word. But that is one of my gifts to you. You will slowly learn about more of my gifts throughout, you know, our time together. Uh, Hey, Oscar, is there any way I can reach you, you know, via like, you know, like a 
do you want like you know do you have any some sort of like instant communication you know is there like sort any sort of digits i can use maybe 666 by any chance darling darling you can reach me whenever you want just speak and i will speak back if i want to uh okay well i well this has been an informative informative um informative uh meeting um i guess we'll stay in touch good night darling and snaps his fingers everything goes black uh i'm gonna quickly try to wake myself up yeah you you wake up before everyone else does yeah you you kind of wake up in a cold sweat uh, sweat, probably around like 3 a.m all right i'm gonna quickly run out of the ship run out to the deck Mm-hmm. And kind of like look around to see you because I feel like now I'm like very paranoid of like when they're coming because now I feel like I have a, like an, a symbol on my back. Um, okay, yeah, so you look out into the darkness and it's pitch black outside, it's the middle of the night. You look around the ship and there is, you know, the the, the quartermaster um, navigating the ship at night, a few crew members on the night duty, just making sure everything is up and running. Uh, I go up to the crew master and I ask, hey, if you see any, like, vessels or ships approach, uh, you mind letting me know immediately? I mean, the first person I would let know would be Vector, but sure. Uh, please make me a second priority. <laughs> please and thank you. Sure. Um, also, you look very fine today. Uh, have a great night. And, oh. and I Thanks. just go to bed. You too, Earl. Then I go back to bed, but not really going back to bed. I just lay in bed. Just yeah, like, you, you kind of lay in bed for another four or five hours, just unable to go to sleep. And eventually, slowly, your friends around you, they wake up one by one. The next day arrives, and the weather isn't all that good. It's it's raining. Um, ever since that last time the ship started plummeting, they've been you know, erring on the side of caution and staying kind of low um, to make sure the ship is stable. But... Um, Freya, she comes down onto the main deck, and she's looking for Meg. She's and she can't find her. So she's like, Meg, 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 Meg. Do I like hear her from the uh, bedroom probably again? Yes. Okay, I like groggily walk out. Is it because this is morning now or nighttime? Yeah. Oh. It is uh, very early morning, like seven a.m. Okay, I said good morning. Hi, Meg. Um, I'm. We're almost home, by the way. Um, probably like a day's journey more. Just oh my god, that's so fast. Well, yeah, it's been like two, three days already. She says, um, "Who's that uh, big handsome guy that you keep talking to?" Uh, Victor. Yes, him. Um, you may want to let him know that we're getting kind of close. So keep a lookout for a blue dragon. Oh, okay. Are there any, like, is there anything we should look out for to, like, identify your cave? It's pretty easy to spot. I will let you know once we're, we're like, right there. I'll point it out once once it's in sight. Okay. I'm going to skip over to the captain's quarters, and I'm going to knock on the door really loudly. And uh, Victor comes out, and he says, Yes, Meg. Good morning. Good morning, Meg. Um... Immediately forgets what Freya said. Um, we need to keep our eyes peeled. The cave's coming up. Oh. Yeah. We're getting close. Yeah, I think she said we're a day away. Okay, good to know. And he kind of um takes a look and he sees that it's kind of raining out, and he says, 
Okay, so if this is the case, blue dragons, they are definitely something to fear. Almost as much as a sand dial. Um, I would recommend that we get a little higher. Blue dragons, they have a very nice eyesight and they can spot us from miles away. I suggest um, going up into the clouds and hiding within the clouds as we continue to approach the cave. If if the blue dragon is nearby, that is. That sounds fun. Victor, with his coffee in his hand, he walks up to the quarter deck and tells the navigator to head into the clouds. We're going to have to obscure our line of sight with any kind of predators nearby. And so you start to ascend up even higher and higher and higher, and eventually you're in the clouds. You're above where it's raining, but you're also in the rain cloud, so it's like very misty, you know, like super wet. So you head into the clouds, and most of the day goes by very uneventfully, but let's have Meg, no, let's have Earl roll a um, random encounter. Okay. Most of the day, um, everyone's kind of staying inside the ship. Again, this is very rainy weather, and it's just a really nice day to stay indoors. As the evening comes around, uh, you hear thunder and lightning start to form and emanate from the clouds that you guys are in. You see small flashes of light um, coming in from different directions um, in the clouds, and this is normal. It's a fucking thunderstorm. It's whatever. Eventually, you hear... As a beam of bright lightning breaks through the thick clouds, and it cuts away the ground the cannons on the right side of the ship are on, and you watch as all of these cannons slowly roll off the ship. And you can see a dark figure darting from uh, one cloud to another. You can't make out a good shape. What are you guys doing? I asked Oscar, hey, Oscar, is this one of your minions already here? Like, in your head, you can hear him sniffing. He's like, that's not one of mine, darling. All right, thanks for the heads up. Earl Grey out. I sprint over, and I'm just going to use the cantrip mending over and over and over again until I fix the part of the ship up a little bit. This is going to take a while, but you begin to start mending. Mending, 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 mending. What the hell is going on? You hear everyone inside the ship start to get frantic and worried. Uh, Victor bursts out of his uh, like um, his captain's quarters and he says, what is going on? Is, is the blue dragon here? I, I don't know. We just got here. Lightning or something just hit the. the, the I ship. need magic. I need magic. <laughs> we, we we should have went for help before we decided to go after a big blue dragon. It's it's okay. We got Earl Grey. He's fought plenty of these kinds of beasts before. You watch as ten other you know army members come out from underneath the deck, and um, so there's probably a total of like. 20 guards on the ship. Freya's uh, on top of the the crow's nest right now, but a- after the lightning blast, she flies down and comes down to the main deck, and she's uh, she's crawling around looking for you, Meg. She says, Meg, I'm, I'm scared. I-, I think it's him. 
deep breaths. We'll be okay. Um, we have oh, an entire army. There's like 200 people on that ship. We'll, we'll be fine. 200? I know it may not seem like that many, but there's so many people here. Okay. And um, can I stay inside? I, I, I'm really scared of him. He's very scary. Oh, yeah. Whatever makes you feel safe. You're just a little baby. Like, we can't make you fight. Even though you're like, you know, probably powerful. You're a baby. She quickly moves uh, towards like the um the staircase into the downstairs and she's like struggling to fit in and so um i give her a push from behind uh so she can't uh, like like if you push her and she's going to get stuck oh i don't want that yeah so victor he, he comes down and he sees that um she's kind of struggling she he says if you if you're trying to hide the, you won't be able to get in that way um if you want, I can open up our treasury and you can hide in there. That big trap door in the middle of the main deck, there are three keyholes. And he has like this, he takes out this um, necklace around his neck from underneath his uh, shirt. And there are three keys on there. And he uses all three to open up the trap door. Meg, you see this because you're kind of right next to him. In this trap door is all the gold and all the fucking treasure that they found on all their explorations. I, I do have to lock this up though, so um, Freya, keep calm, just stay here. Don't take anything, please, okay? And she says, I promise. Meg, can you tell my promise? I don't. I still don't want to talk to him yet. Oh yeah, I say, she promises. She's a, she's a good little girl. Okay, and he locks up the truck door. At this point, another beam of lightning comes out and tries to hit like 10 of these guards. So I'm gonna do a death save for them. So 10 of these guards are fried and they take, oh shit, they take 59 lightning damage. Like, okay, so these guards are all about like six feet tall. They're really fucking big. And you see this line of lightning just go through their body and Everything above the beam is still there, but everything underneath has just been vaporized. And their tops, the heads, and whatever they were holding just drops to the ground. There are five more guards there. Uh, Victor is out. There's um, Mabel and Alex uh, runs out as well um, to aid in the fight. Um, And you hear these really big wings, like this flapping noise. Victor, we need to turn the boat around. Guys, I think we should get out of here. I don't think I even can win this. uh, Victor says, everyone, to your stations. And you see uh, the remaining five guards run over to the left side cannons. They can't shoot on the right side anymore. So uh, Victor says, you all, I need you to cover the right side. You all have some kind of throwing or spells or something, right? Uh Uh-huh. Look at that warrior face. You have so much to read about in your little journal. As soon as you say that, I pull out my journal and I'm like, oh, this journal? And I open it up and I write write something in there and I put it back. <laughs> there, I wrote something about it. I hope you're happy. And like Earl Grey is terrified. Meg steps away from him. All right, guys, uh, I guess battle positions. All right, so there are five cannons on the left side of the ship, which the remaining five guards are manning. And Victor points to the two ballistas. He says, we will need someone on that as well. Igor, get to the ballista. You ain't useful otherwise. 
<laughs> Igor. <laughs> At first was offended, but realized this is kind of the truth, so... <laughs> so either one of the ballistas you can use. So, uh, let's all roll for initiative. 19. 19. Copycat. Why do you get to roll twice? I am vigilant. Okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, did you roll? Wow. Copycat. What a winner. <laughs> a seven. What, did you all roll 19s? You did. Jesus. No. No. You did. No. Uh, first, Meg, it's your turn. You don't see anything. It's not exactly dark out just yet, but you are heavily obscured and you can't really see out like beyond maybe 20, 30 feet out from the side of the ship. Damn, this is a really big shit. Yeah, dude. It's an airship. I know it's an airship, but is there like a mast above it? Yeah, there are three masts. One is in the back of, like, of the back of the ship, one at the middle, and then one at the front. I think I'm making the whole, ma- like, the whole pole holding up the mast glow, because it'll be in the middle of the ship, so it'll give us more light. Okay, nice. So most of the ship is, like, lit up. So we're more of a target, but we can probably see more. Yeah. Okay, great. So now you won't have, like, disadvantage throughout the fight, like, on the ship. Um, again, still looking out from the ship, though, it is still really heavily obscured. But yeah, no, now any kind of battle on the ship will be a lot easier. Good job. Up next is Hector. Um, I, I think I get an inkling of where it is, and so I'm going to ready my action to cast a fairy fire once it gets within my range. So when he gets 80 feet away, a cube in, in the air is going to start to glitter, and he's going to fly right through it. So up next, it is Victor's turn. Seeing that... Uh, there are some people who may not be as inclined to fight from afar. He's just going to ready his action. If someone wants to try and reach Victor, he is going to try to um, cast a buff spell on someone. Mabel, she's right next to you, Hector. She readies her action, and she's ready to shoot the ballista at the blue dragon if it appears in front of her. Alex, he's just going to cast um, a spiritual weapon and summon a spiritual weapon. And the rest of the soldiers, same thing. They're just going to ready their action and shoot the cannon if the blue dragon appears on the left side. Up next, it is Earl Grey's turn. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head to the back mast. I guess I'll be here, and I, I guess I'll have to wait to do whatever I'm going to do my next turn. Oh, and then I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on Victor. So yes. was that a D6? Yeah, a D6 to any of his rolls. Okay, cool. All right, up next is Igar. Igar can't really do anything unless the dragon's visible. Um, He's just going to prepare at that ballista for upcoming attack. Okay, so we can pretty much just say that this round was everyone just preparing their attacks. Mm-hmm. So the blue dragon, and here's like all this cranking and everything, people readying the ballistas and cannons being, you know, aimed and readied. And you guys see a a shadow dart along the left side. The left cannons all fire. Wait, wait, if I if we see a shadow, I get to cast my thing at it. Cast your thing. You have to make a deck save. Okay, 17. Yeah, that passes. Okay, okay, so two of the cannons hit, they do. Uh, 22 damage. And you hear the blue dragon let out this really loud roar as it's getting hurt by these cannons. And it lands right next to Victor and it's gonna try to attack Victor. So he's gonna try to bite down on Victor. He lets out this really creepy growl. He's like. Um, You watch as the lightning kind of bounces off of his, uh, off of this dragon's scales and it reaches its long neck over and bites down on uh, Victor's left arm, the one that's holding the coffee, and does 
14, a total of 14 damage to Victor. He's uh, flinging his um, claws around everywhere as well, trying to scratch at the first um, guard next to him. And he does a total of, ooh, 16 damage. And that guard loses an arm. Things are not looking good right now. Meg, what you doing? Um, I want to use magic missile and I want to aim, I want two to hit his head and two to hit his arm. Okay. I'm using it as second level, so I get four missiles. Okay. So that is a total of 13 damage. Uh, yeah, do a strength check real quick or whatever your, no, a charisma check. Thank you. Whatever, uh, I get a so 19 then. <laughs> no, I mean, that's... Great. I mean, you do enough damage, and he lets go of uh, Victor. Um, so Victor's no longer grappled. Um, I have a question. Aren't aren't these dragons intelligent? Yeah, they're hyper intelligent. So why not have Meg try to talk to the dragon? He's already friends with Freya. He's a bully. Well, yeah, but like you don't you negotiate know. with terrorists. <laughs> you know, just see like what's going on in this dragon's head. You know, like it's a, bully. a diplomat, a diplomatic approach. You can try whatever you want. Meg certainly. I don't think Meg would talk to him if she, if Freya says that he's a bully. All right. Well, up next is Hector. If you have nothing else, Meg. No, I think that's it. I'm gonna save my. I have like sorcery points, so I could potentially do more. But I think I'm gonna save them for how this to see how this fight goes. Okay. I'm throwing out a hey big boy, chillax, and that was me casting command. It's gonna be an analog for gravel. Gravel is the target falls prone and ends its turn. Eleven. That's a fail. Okay. He's gonna have to chill axe on his turn. <laughs> um, after after letting go of Victor, uh, you tell him to chill axe and lets out like a, a light growl. Since he landed, he's within five feet of you. So if you're ready to like uh, an action to like attack, you can do it now. What kind of attack? Wait, what did you ready? I just readied. Like I just got my sword prepared and hand on the ballista. Yeah. Are okay. ballistas one handed? No, I'm a great sword for sure is two handed. Like this. Sword. <laughs> He's one handing two two handed weapons. No, no, I like unsheathing. I'm like in the middle the of the off of the boat and he's just holding it in one hand. You don't under okay, Brad, Igor is pretty muscular. He's just like ready, alright? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I'll 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 let you roll for attack. Go ahead. Alright, alright. Ouchie. Wow. Okay. Twenty four. Let me roll for damage. Thirteen. Nice. I am going to create a gash onto his wing. So you're going to try to attack its wing? Yeah, I'm going to aim for the wing so to immobilize it from being in the air. Okay. Roll a strength check. Come on. 16. Uh, no. You didn't get through the wing. A dragon has very, very thick hide, and although the wing is probably the most fragile part of its body, it is still a... a it's a dragon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next, it is, uh, yeah, Victor's turn. So Victor, he brings out his long sword and he wields it with both hands. And he dual wielded or um, two handed long sword right down on uh, this blue dragon's neck. Ooh, 22 to hit, that hits. Okay, he does four damage, God damn it. As a bonus action, he's gonna cast healing word on himself boost himself up a couple HP. What's the word? Um, <laughs> um, so his healing word is fight. 
That's not the most healthy word. I don't know. Bananas. That's a healthy word. Yeah. <laughs> Heals for four damage. Nice. Actually, that does help quite a bit. Up next, it is uh, Mabel. Mabel turns around and sees that her captain is under fire, and she pulls out her heavy crossbow, and she and she's going to shoot her crossbow at that bitch. 13, that's a miss. She shoots the sh- uh, crossbow, and it lands right next to uh, Victor, almost hitting him. Alex runs up. All right, he's going to stay from afar, and he's going to shoot a guiding bolt. Uh, it's also a miss. God damn it. And um, as a bonus action, he's going to move his spiritual weapon to attack as well. That's also a miss. God damn it. All right, up next, it is Earl Grey. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to cast Suggestion on the blue dragon. Wisdom save. A 10. Okay, it fails. I'm just going to say, go. Go away. Go. Get out of here. Go. Nice. Up next, it is Igar, I believe. All right. First thing Igar is going to do, he is going to attempt to slash at the wing again. Dragon's wing. 24. That hits. All right. Igar is... Okay, now I'm going to roll a 11. That's good damage. Nice. He's going to use his one of his maneuvers... Mm-hmm. He's going to use his pushing attack. So when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to drive the target back. You add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll, and if the target is larger or smaller, it must make a strength saving throw. On this failed save, you push the target up to 15 feet away from you. I rolled a two, so seven. Okay. All right, so so I'm going to move him a bit closer to Hector. Towards the middle, basically. So... After absolute berating this blue dragon, um, you, you knock it around and eventually it falls down onto the middle of the ship. <laughs> Up next, it is the blue dragon's turn. And the blue dragon, after being absolutely stomped on, it, it curls up and drops prone and using its wings, it kind of covers its body. You can tell that it's scared and it's done fighting. <laughs> I feel like this is a perfect time for Audrey or AKA Meg to try to talk to the dragon. <laughs> I wanna use shocking grasp to like make my hands electric and I wanna walk towards it slowly and just be like, hello. What do you want? Oh, okay. Well, so here's the thing, you're blue. We actually are looking for a blue dragon who may or may not have bullied my friend out of their house. And like my electricity like gets bigger. On my hands. I don't know of any friend of yours. She's a brass dragon. What about her? Give her her home back. Why would I do that? Because otherwise we'll kill you? Well, that sounds pretty mean. You stole her home! Audrey, Audrey, ask... Or Meg, 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 ask him why he stole her home. From, from what I can see, I moved into a cave. He can understand you, most likely. Yeah, but I can't talk to... Uh, I don't know what he's saying. Hey, I can No, talk. I'm telling Yogit. He can understand you. There, there's a decent chance he speaks common. I'm right here, fuckface. Egar <laughs> brings his sword he's out. All right, person. let me end this right now. He's a bully, but he's a person. You are so tempted to just cut the head off. You want me to throw you again? And, and when you say that, he, uh, like you definitely strike some fear into his eyes, and he's like, "What are you all going to do to me?" Well, the 
depends if you're gonna give Freya back her home and leave her alone. Will I get to live if you if I let her move back in? All right, yeah. listen here, blue blue guy. We're not bad people, but we do bad things to bad people. Can we trust that you're not a bad person? I'm gonna make him do like a blood oath. I feel like that's a thing that probably has weight, right? That's like real. That's not just from stories, right? I'm like looking around, right? Right? That's like a thing. Fine. I'll do a blood oath if 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 it means I can get out of here. How how does how does one do a blood oath? Well, you don't know this. Meg's gotta fib through a blood oath because she doesn't know how to do it. And the one that the oath that like Naz like the contract Naz signed that wasn't a blood oath. No, that like that technically wasn't like a blood oath. It's just a contract that he wrote up. Okay. I just want to make this dragon think that it has to leave her alone, and if it doesn't, there will be consequences. It sounds like you're trying to deceive him. So I'm going to need two rolls from you. Performance check and a deception check. Both pretty bad. Okay. But it doesn't matter, because he is surrounded, and you're telling him that he better get the fuck out when you're doing a blood oath, and if he ever comes back, he's going to get fucked up or something. So what is this blood oath that you're trying to um, convince him of? Yeah, if uh, if you don't leave Frey alone, there will be like cosmic consequences. You will be breaking a blood oath, and that means that you will experience like great harm, not necessarily from me, but from like the universe. Fine, here, and he um, he extends one of his claws, scratches at the like top of his other side of his paw, and it draws a little bit of blood. And he dips his claw into the blood and. Touches your hand with the blood. He's waiting for you to finish the blood oath. Okay, I slice my little hand with my war axe mm-hmm. and I like dip and I do the same thing. Is it done? Can I can I go now? You better go now. Igor's gonna try to intimidate him. He's gonna walk up to him, kneel down, grab him by the horn, the dragon by the horn, say, if you ever cause trouble again, I will find you. And then he gets closer to him and says, you think you can run from me? You think you can hide from me? If I find out you do any of this again, I will find you. Yeah, roll for intimidation with advantage because that's scary as shit. 15. Okay, great. So uh, yeah, he he looks really scared. And so he... um, He's reluctantly getting up, clearly intimidated by the lot of you. And he unfurls his wings and lets down a big wing beat as he lifts up and starts to fly away. Um, but as he's lifting up, you see all of the wings, um, you see his wings kind of sp- stretch out and they're a lot bigger than you first realized and you'll see this from the tail moving upward to its head you see lightning kind of gather um, on its scales and slowly travel up its body eventually getting to its teeth and he says do you really think you can trick me And he lets out one more lightning breath before he leaves. Oh my god. Igar, Earl, and Meg. Can you please roll a dexterity saving throw? Got 10. 
Igar is the only one who fails. I like take out my greatsword, try to like, try my best to just like- It conducts. Con yeah, it <laughs> does. It is. <laughs> You're grounding it. You're just grounding it to, to, to the floor. Yeah. Because of your massive great sword, you're kind of attracting most of the lightning towards you, and because of that, that's why you failed. Oh my god, are you dead? Meg and um, Earl Grey, they both take 28 points of, of, of lightning damage. Igar, you take 56 lightning damage. Wait, so if I, if I, um, so when my uh, HP is reduced to zero, but not killed, it's relentless endurance. You can drop to uh, one HP instead. Once per long rest. Oh, so you still have one HP? Yeah. Nice. Okay, we're good. Because I, I am very happy that. with Igar today. Igar has been doing pretty well. For <laughs> so yeah, you you guys watch this line, like this laser beam, just freaking line across the hull of the ship. Um, it's caused a fire on the ship now, but all all the lightning that would originally hit Earl and Meg, um, most of it gets redirected towards. Um, Igar, Igar, who absorbs the hit and is still standing somehow. This smoke coming off his body and the blue dragon just dips right down into the darkness. That's right. Um, get the fuck out of here. All right, great. So you guys uh, beat my blue dragon puzzle. Good job, guys. Did we? Did we beat it? I'd say you guys beat my puzzle. I mean, it's a blue dragon. You know how I said, like, there are going to be those fights where you should run away? You made this one run away. Just to point this out, like, I, I don't want to point this out. A young blue dragon is a CR9 monster. That means a young blue dragon is meant for a group of level nine players. Igar, Igar is just a different breed, you know? He's just different like that. Built different. He's built different. He's just, he cracks an egg on his bicep. Um, uh, Alex runs over and casts Cure Wounds on uh, everyone. Uh, he's healing up everyone on this ship right now. Um, and yeah, Alex, you're such a good cleric. I appreciate it. <laughs> and he runs over to Earl uh, and he says, hey, I don't have mending. I'm going to need you to fix some shit up real quick before we start going down. Uh, oh, wait, 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 no, wait, wait a minute, Ronick. Uh -huh. He casts healing on me? What happens to me? <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, how can you get healed, buddy? You can just use oh. Spare the Dying and then he'll have a long rest and heal up by the next morning. I'm also going to let my friend out of the treasury. You you call over Victor and... Victor. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, sorry, give me one moment. And uh, he unlocks the um, the keys or the uh, he unlocks the trap door and Freya is very timidly... Well, like he, she's frantic, frantically just looking all over the place, looking into the clouds, just making sure that blue dragon isn't coming back. She's she really doesn't want to get out of this trapdoor, but eventually she crawls out and uh, Victor locks it up behind her. Um, so we we were a little bit unsuccessful. I'm sure you heard the the fact that you guys are still here. I think you guys were pretty successful. Thank you so much. It's going to take him a little while to you know get better so I, I think the best move would be to keep moving forward and hopefully he's not back up and at him uh by tomorrow but so we're gonna keep going to the cave uh, that's what i would suggest yes uh, okay yeah that seems good this seems doable uh-huh yeah <laughs> yep. yep great great 
Do you know do you know how to do a photo? <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Natural Ones. If you're enjoying the series, remember to share it with your friends. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'll be posting a map of the Silmar Empire today, so make sure to check it out and tweet at us with potential character names. If we use it, we'll be giving you a shout out on the show. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next one.